Hey listeners, welcome to another Encore presentation episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. Today, again, as we prepare to get back together in person with our kids, we need to be thinking about classroom management. Our kids have been at home for school. Some of them are back in the school system. Others of them are crazy from being cooped up. But, you know, kids can sometimes just act like a group of wild animals. And so we need to be prepared as leaders and have our volunteer leaders prepared as well to take control over our classroom situations so that we are able to communicate the gospel clearly and without distraction. Who better to talk about classroom management with than our good friend Mark Jones? And so I want to play for you today this episode that Mark and I recorded in Nashville um, a little while ago now at an Etch conference, Uh, not this last year, but the year before. We got the opportunity to sit down, and this is one of our most popular episodes as we look back to the archives. And so I want to bring you today, Equipping Your Teachers with Classroom Management. Enjoy this conversation with our good friend, Mark Jones. We know today's episode is going to be fun and special. It always is when we have my friend Mark Jones with us. Hi, Mark. Hi, it's great to be here. Thanks. It's going to be a good podcast. We are actually recording this podcast in Nashville in October at the Etch Conference. I know, it's been great. It's such a fun time because we get to bring all kinds of friends, including oh, yeah. you, to come into town. I know. As all of our thought leader friends, and we get to come together. It feels like a reunion to me. It does. Like, it's a, like a family reunion. It does. In Nashville. That's the and best part. Sometimes we all wear the matching t-shirts. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> we should make true. like a family reunion t-shirt that's true um, i think of it like olive garden you know oh, the, they yeah. used to have this slogan that was like when you're here your family mm. remember that mm, i do i'm like a commercial guy yeah so i always have some sort of jingle or commercial sure, sure. In, my, yeah. in my head it's a uh-huh. curse <laughs> i'm looking for the blessing i don't know if it's a blessing no, it's always I was a curse say where's the blessing so what i when you hear your family, that whole Olive yeah. Garden thing, no doubt. the only problem with saying that is it always makes me want breadsticks and salad. <laughs> and we, we rarely Aren't have they those. the greatest? <laughs> I know. I love I, it. My family has gone gluten-free. Oh, that's I, sad. I know, except for I'm me and sorry. my youngest. And the hardest part about it oh, is we don't get bread me. anymore. So yeah, myself and so we have myself More and Chris, Tally, Tissy, Tyson, Tate, uh-huh. and Tate and I are the only two who eat gluten. Mm. But we like your gluten. All the good stuff not is gluten free. Not there. That's right. Yeah. So no breadsticks for us or pasta. So uh, we haven't been to Olive Garden forever. No, forever, right? Yeah. This episode brought to you in part by Olive Garden. Yeah, evidently, we should <laughs> the give them the sponsor. I wonder if we need to like bleep it out as we go. Well, Mark, thank you for being here. Uh, so much fun. We're so so glad to have you. Is there? Um, do you have a favorite restaurant? Where, what are you into mm. these days? Would you get a chance to go out to Nashville? You and your wife for a little date, or would mm. you? Oh, or, not or, in or if you take the family Either. out, is there something that's like your go-to place? What do you like to yeah. eat? You know, it's always going to be Mexican food. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Chips and salsa are like medicine. It will make it all better. Now, do they have... Okay, so I've lived in California. Yes. You're near Texas in Oklahoma. Right. Do they have good Mexican food in Oklahoma? Absolutely. Yeah? It would be like Tex-Mex. Yeah, it's that's great. that's a good... Queso would be like to solve the worst of the stresses of the day. Yeah. Yes. Okay, mm. I like Gol- that. Golden deliciousness. I love that the, the best thing about Mexican food is as soon as you sit down, there's something to eat. Mm, the right. worst part about everything else is when you have to wait for them to bring mm, out the whatever. Yeah, and then you're yeah, full. Chips and salsa are your friend. <laughs> right. And then you, then you eat that and you're like, why are we even here? Uh, but we're we going to have some papillas even if I have to power them down. Well, when it comes to children's ministry, you are like the fajita. Because <laughs> you come out sizzling. You know, oh, you always, that's so see, fun. Oh, that was Look good. at you, Trey. Trey. Our producer Trey is over here looking at me sideways. He's like, yeah. what? 
too far. Yeah, with no, the dad, it was great. Dad jokes. <laughs> but we've earned that right, haven't oh, we? That's fine. The dad badge. So much fun. Well, yeah. we want to talk about <laughs> equipping teachers. Something that we all need to do as uh, kids ministry leaders is equip our volunteers. Absolutely. Uh, even other staffers. We need to be, right. uh, we are not just teachers of kids, but we are leaders of leaders. True. And so a big part of our job has mm-hmm. to be equipping those leaders mm-hmm. to do what they do well. Right. And that means we have to be ready to do that. You know, coming from the classroom, that's my favorite place is actually teaching children the Bible. Like It is so fun to me. I love it. But then I have to step out and let other people do that. But then they don't do it or the they're not, that, sh- yes. they're struggling in some way. <clears throat> and I'm thinking, man, we got to make this better for them. They've got to be able to have the same joy I do. And one of the things I see is the way they manage classes. They have no skills. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what does that wind up looking like in the classroom? It's, yeah. it can be bumpy. Yeah. Actually, the, the biggest thing is that when a teacher has said their expectations of how things would go in here and what we're going to do and mm-hmm. how it's going to go, then the kids follow that. They follow their lead. But when teachers walk in and have no expectations, oh, they've no not communicated yeah. what we're going to do and yeah. how it's going to go. Then the kids turn into wild monkeys. And I'm talking about good church kids. Right. But they turn into wild monkeys. And then you end up having workers who are saying, I'm done with this. Because then they don't have to don't handle succeed, that. Right. Yeah. But you, but you think that if we go in with a better plan, yes. a lot of that can be mediated before yes, it even becomes yes. an issue. So two weeks ago, I had uh, one of my favorite teachers. She's new, but she's got a little librarian voice and she just flutters her fingers in front of her face all the time. Like, oh, boys and girls. And they don't even hear her. And I was like, come on, Kathy, let's use your outside yeah, voice. Right. We got to hear it. And she she just says no projection of her voice trying to lead the class. And it's about leading the class and uh, guiding them. So I've got a couple of things to help out. With so that. I mean, why is this a problem? Is it really just that we haven't trained people? What's right. the core of the problem? here? Right. So I think a lot of people want to jump straight to rules. How do we have rules in this class so that we, you know, can be successful? And a lot of people have rules. Yes. Be kind, you know, don't touch things. So here's the problem with rules is that you are uh, going to have kids test that. Mm -hmm. When you make something a rule, then kids are going to go, "Mm -hmm. is that true? What if I do? Yeah. (laughs) Let's see what happens if I do. Or I just put a toe across the line. You know, what are you going to do? That's a good parenting tip too, right? Because the worst parenting strategy is the empty threats. Because if there's nothing behind it, they learn that real quick. So we have to replace rules with procedures. Mm. This is how we do things when we're in here. And I have done this with preschoolers. I've done this with elementary. And it's about procedures follow these procedures. This is what we do. And you might think, wow, that's such a big word procedures. Like, what do we do? It's like, honestly, we live with procedures all of our life. I mean, when you go uh, take a shower, there's this, then this, then you do that. And then you finish with that. Like you go through the list and you do it correctly. When you change lanes in your car, you have to go through the procedure to change. When you get on an elevator and off of an elevator, there's a procedure of how things are done. 
everything we do, there's procedures. So those things aren't scary. You say no. procedure, that starts no. to sound like it's in, uh, an executive <laughs> so, order. You're right, right. But, but a procedure is really just having a, a yeah. sequence of things that you right. do consistently. This is how we do these things. Yeah. And so when children come into your classroom, you have to explain, this is how we do these things. And it is the procedure. So it's a clear expectation. Exactly. For behavior. Okay, exactly. Good. And, and when kids don't follow the procedure, then you have to call them back and say, wait, you didn't do it right. Let's try again. And then you can train them in that. And that exactly. becomes a pattern that they can learn and repeat. Right. Wow. Brilliant. Exactly. So we're guiding the children. So let's just start, first of all, in uh, preschool. I was teaching kindergarten. Children came to the door. The greeting at the door is very important. How you're getting to know their name. So is that if, part of your procedure? Absolutely. Okay, you good. must, you must greet them. You must uh, build rapport with them. If you don't have a relationship with the children, you're missing it from the beginning. Yeah. You've got to have a relationship. You're not babysitting these kids. You're teaching them the Bible. Yes. You're teaching them about a relationship with God, with Jesus. So you must model that for them, know their name and really use it and, and really have your room set up ready to go that they would be engaged the moment they come in. So you greet them, they come in and there is something to do immediately that they can be engaged in. That would be the chips and salsa of the class time. Honestly, right? Because yes. when you sit down for that Mexican dinner that you and I need to have together. Yes. Next time I'm in Oklahoma, yes, I maybe agree. we can do that. Please. You, you have to serve that chips and salsa right away. And it Absolutely. gives you something to do. Yes. And keeps you occupied yes. until the meal comes. Right. It has I love to this be as a it's, ready this, to go. This could be the Tex-Mex model. <laughs> Tex-Mex ministry. There's your next book. And so there you go. Uh, I love it. So whenever when they come in, they engage in something right away. And there's no time to plunder the room because we've got something to do. You know, that's a good word. Plunder. Yeah, they will plunder they the will. room. Yeah. Boys will entertain themselves and they they kind of uh, always turn that corner and get creative and they'll start throwing something because mm -hmm. it's a game. Yeah. If it should break or something, well, I'm sorry, <laughs> but they're just going to do that kind of physical activity. Girls, when they're going to entertain themselves and they start turning that corner, they, they kind of go toward mean. Girls just get mean. <laughs> they start talking to each other about you. No, we're not talking to you. You can't come to my birthday. You know, that weird stuff. And so girls get mean. Boys just get rowdy. So you're letting this unravel because you had nothing Which for them to do. Chaos really or you quickly. didn't show up when you were. And you've lost control. Greeting them. Yeah, yeah. you got to get your plan together. <clears throat> so say to Miss Kathy or whoever, come on, lady, you need to get here. You got to have your stuff in order. And once that is in place and you're greeting them, helping them get started with whatever it is. And I'm talking about elementary or preschool. Let's get started with whatever it is. And, and truthfully, that probably plays well all the way through every age. Yeah. Right? Because in junior high and high right. school, even adults, mm -hmm. it's good. We don't know what to do if there's just dead right. airtime. Right. So even every, that's a great ministry tip so in general. Mark. Start. Beautiful. Start right Very away. Very wise. Then I, I also, I also want to say that whenever you're in the classroom, there's a way, a procedure of the way things go, and it's going to be getting their attention. You, you need to be able to give instructions. And so you need something called a call and response, meaning that if I, if I clap my hands once, you know, you're going to like, like, uh, for instance, if you can hear my voice clap once, if you can hear my voice clap twice, 
Exactly. Right, we both did that. I did that. You can't, it's too bad you can't see us because I completely did exactly what he wanted to do. <laughs> and but that's but they very, very common. Very quickly. Yeah. If you're over there flipping the lights on the light switch, quit. It's not working. I mean, you're just wearing out the switch. And so I would say you've got to have a call. And there are hundreds of them. Yes. Try this with me. I'm See if you know this, Chuck. To infinity. And beyond. Exactly. So and when, beyond. <laughs> so when I give the call, you give the response. Another one might be when I say bing bang, you go boom and you hit the desk or the table or your lap. Good. So bing bang, boom. boom. Nice. Right. And so that causes them to stop what they're doing. So do you like to use the same one all the time or do you like to mix it up? Mm, um, same it, one all the time is the strongest. Yeah. But you. I mean, if you've got one ingrained that we yes. use all the time, you could start mixing it up. I can see if you what, do that. What if bing bang boom? Yeah, and then you start right away. Exactly. Like bing bang boom. It's let's about pray. getting their eyes on you. Stop what you're doing and look at the teacher. If they're not looking at you, they can't hear you. Yes. Isn't that weird? I yeah. mean, because yeah. they don't hear with their eyes. But if they're not looking at you, that no attention's being given to you. It's on whatever it is. And they don't have to be working with someone. They could be doing something just by themselves, but they're focused on it and they're not hearing you. So you, teacher, you have got to get the children to look at you. You yes. have to say, Isaac, look at Mr. Mark. Isaac. Let me see yes, your eyes. Yes, thank you. Yeah. All of that's, and that's true even parenting too. Like if you're yelling from across the house, I mean, you're only doing that I've to yourself. That. Yes, <laughs> you, it doesn't work well. You should go to them and get their attention. When yeah. they're looking at you, they're hearing you. Yes. And it may be that even in a busy class, everyone's working independently, preschoolers or elementary, and you get their attention. What, what if I said, Jesus loves me? This I know. For the Bible. Tells me so. Exactly. We all know that. Yeah. So you know what the response is. I get their attention, their eyes looking at me. And I say, boys and girls, uh, it is too loud in here. I know you're all working very good, but we need to take the volume down. So talk a little quieter, continue working. We'll be ready to move to the next thing in five minutes and let them continue. But you, you don't have to holler. You don't have, you just need to get their attention, so give them the instruction and be the leader. It could be so easy to just try to talk over them. Oh yeah. We just talk louder and louder just and louder. Just powering and over we each other. That, that, that one kid child, <laughs> but they're, they, they just talk louder. If yes. you do that. And what you're doing is you're causing stress on yourself, trying yes. to power over them instead of leading them. Yeah. So you, you have to have an all stop, get their attention, give them your instruction and then continue. And that lack of control creates anxiety, even in kids. Yeah. Right, because you'll have some kids who are being disruptive and other sure. kids will feel really awkward about right. that because they know. Yeah. And, and so and yeah. they, it builds security in your classroom because yes. you're the leader. Um, and then they will police each other. Mm. Like I've seen children who were building with the blocks and they were building it tall. But the procedure is you can only build the blocks to your shoulder when you're sitting on the ground. Okay. So you can't build over that. And we have to reinforce that they'll police each other. That's too tall. That's too whatever. And they'll remind each other. And that's kind of cool because when you're in the middle of building, like, mm, you, you don't know how tall it is. It's just so great. So, Clearly, this person doesn't know the procedure. So, <laughs> yes. No, but that's great. Okay, that they so let's learn. talk about when part they. Of your culture. Uh -huh. Yeah. So let's talk about when they are learning a procedure. Like, you, there's just no way you on the first day 
you can sure, go. You have a new visitor, I mean, or that would new just be overwhelming. Moves up into the grade. So yeah. in kindergarten on the first day, I greeted the children. I didn't know their names. So I had all their names on the door at the bottom. And I was training, modeling for new teachers in the class. Okay, and let's pause on that tip just for a second. Yes. So we, we want to be able to call children by name. Right. But that makes them feel cared for and mm -hmm. comfortable. Relationship. And it gives you a relationship. Mm -hmm. But it's hard to memorize. And a lot of us are not great at just Brand memorizing and remembering day. names. Right. And so then they change clothes. Can you double click on that tip real quick? Yeah. So I put all the names at the bottom of the door. And when they come to I the got door. a piece of tape? <clears throat> or how do you do yeah, that? Yeah, I put a little tape. Type? Like they were on circles. Yeah, okay. So they were on the, oh no, they were stars. So it looks I was like a decoration with the, the decoration names on, on the door. Yeah. You uh, often we see that, that in elementary mm. schools where the names of the oh, kids yeah. are up on a board. Oh, they love seeing their names. Yes. So whenever they came to the door, I sang my little song, welcomed them to the room. And right there, I said, I'm so glad you're here. My name is Mr. Mark. You can call me Mr. Mark. Let me hear you say Mr. Mark. <clears throat> and so they said it. And I said, that's perfect. Anytime you need me, you just say my name and or come to me and I'll help you. Now, Look at all these stars down here. Your name is on here. Choose the one that looks like your name. They choose it. And I haven't said their name yet, but they pull it out. And I'll then I'll say, oh, it's Jeremy. I'm so glad that you're here, Jeremy. Let's put it up here in the sky with all the other stars. And then we go on in and I use his name over and over. And now I can see his back where his you know, sticker, sticker yeah. Is. Yeah, right. and yeah. so, and, and sometimes when it's the first times you have to have a sticker on the front and the back. I mean, I'm not ashamed, uh, cause you got to see it, be able to call their name. Well, when, when Jeremy, I'm using his name, he knows what to call me. And there are many teachers who never tell the children what they're supposed to call them. Yes. So they don't know. We've had teachers in churches we visited and been at for a while where uh -huh. our kids, uh, you know, uh -huh. Who's your Sunday school teacher? Uh -huh. And they don't they don't know the person's name. Don't know what to call them. Because nice, some, really nice some will want to be called Mrs. Jones and some will want to be called, you know, Ms. Miss Glenna. Yeah. You don't know. So uh, yeah, yeah, you good. got to tell them what to call you. Then it, during the class, if they need to get your attention, they if they were to yell from across the room for you to come see whatever, then that would be the time to introduce a new procedure. And you can get all the children's attention again and say, it looks like Isaac wants my attention, but he's yelling from across the room and that's not the way to do it. The way to do it is I'm sitting right here and Isaac can walk up to me and tap my shoulder and say my name and I can answer and see what he wants. So, or wherever you're at, you can raise your hand and I can come to you, but you can't yell across the room. So let's try that. Everybody watch and see what Isaac does. And he so I sit down, he taps you on the shoulder. shoulder, and I act like I've had none of this that ever happened, you know? And I was right. like, Isaac, what can I do for you? And he said, I want you to see. And I was like, let's see and it. So now you've and modeled so, this scenario of how yeah. you like it to look. That's and great. I just went on with it and everybody and went back to work. Isaac is embarrassed in that setting because he actually mm -hmm. becomes a little bit of the star of the show. Yeah, that, that is true. It is true. Huh. So that helps a lot. So another time was walking down the hall. Some children want to run in church. Now, they wouldn't do that at school. That would never be allowed. They walk down the hall a certain way. So we have to line up and practice how we walk down the hall. And they have to follow me 
And I walked backwards singing a song to them. I like to go to church. I like to go to church. Oh, it makes me happy now. I like to go to church. Okay, it's Farmer in the Dell, but I have a lot of Farmer in the Dell. So anyway, I'm looking at them. They're following me, and they have to keep their seatbelt buckled. So one, two, three, and you have to put your hands in front of your waist and buckle your seatbelt. Now, as we're walking down the hall, Mason, we practiced this. This was just our first activity, practice walking down the hall. And so because we have to go to the restrooms, we have to go outside. We're going to walk down the hall. And as we're walking down, Mason's like, oh, the wall. Touching the wall. Just can't leave it yeah. alone, feeling the wall. And I have to stop the line. Oh, my goodness. Everybody stop. Mason, your seatbelt came in, but you, you've got to buckle your seatbelt. It's a state law. And it, it is a state <laughs> law in Oklahoma. <laughs> you have to keep it buckled. And we just practiced that. It took us seven times with Mason. Uh-huh. <laughs> the wall is. So, but anyway, <laughs> we, we finally made it and we got it back to our room. It, and you know what? All it was was just to practice how to walk down the hall. So those first few weeks of meeting together for the first time, you're just going to be introducing a lot of procedures and the way you do it. And when they don't do it right, you have to say, wait, I don't believe that's the right procedure. Let's try again. So I have to say to Ethan, I want you to go back. Let me tell you, I had a fourth grade boy. Um, he was as honorary. I mean, I just love this kid so much, but he he tested everything. And, and so he came running in our Bible skills room and we were working on our verses. He came running in arms out like an airplane with jet engines screaming as he came in. Oh, it scared us all. I mean, he got exactly what he was fishing for. And uh, anyway, I, I said, wait a second. And everybody stopped. And I said, Walker, I think you did it wrong. He said, what? I said, the, the way you came in. I want you to go all the way back down the hall and walk in the right way. Try again. We'll wait for you. And so he said, really? I said, oh, yeah, go on. And so he walked out of the room down the hall and then he walked back in the way he was supposed to. And I said, that was right. You did it right. And I gave him a high five. We sat down and continued what we were doing. But a lot of people would just shake their head and go, oh, Walker. But there's got to be a line. You have to stop. Or people who are teaching children are so flustered. They feel like failures and they quit. And that's what happens. We have a lot of people quitting us when we can't find enough people. And it's actually burning bridges like, oh, well, I'm horrible at that. I'm never doing that again. We have to teach teachers how to have procedures to lead their class. All right, so there's a, probably a couple of practical steps that can get us there. I yep. would think the first one is that you as the leader mm-hmm. have to identify those procedures and that expectation. Mm-hmm. Is that And not That's everyone true. has done that. Nope. So how do we begin there? Mm-hmm. And then how do we... So first of all, I think we have to initiate that, right? We have to own right. it, initiate it. Then we have to be able to teach it to others right. and then replicate it, initiate yes. it, replicate I'm making this up as we go. If you no. initiate it, then you replicate it, yeah. then you can walk away and it will so continue. So basically show it, practice it, show them how to do it, practice it, and affirm them when they're doing it correctly. And then when it doesn't go right, we try again, start again. And so it's one, two, three every time. Demonstrate it, practice it, affirm. And then really it, it sinks in pretty quick. And we're doing that with the children Mm-hmm. But we probably also need to do that same thing with our volunteers. Yeah. Right. We need to demonstrate yeah, it. When you, yeah. When you practice training it. them, 
walk through all those steps with them. And if it could you, be, have if a, could be a good idea to have teachers them in, uh, shadow you as you do that. Absolutely. I'm yeah. all about modeling things for them. So two weeks ago, Miss Kathy was saying, I just... I just can't, I just can't uh, make this class do whatever. And I was like, well, wait a second. I, I taught those kids. They're not bad and kids. They were fine. Like, yeah. yeah. And so I said, well, let me come in and see if I can help. And that's when I learned she had a tiny little voice that everyone ignored. And I began to give her some helps with what I saw by implementing some of these procedures. And, but I had to, as, as the children's minister, I had to have an all stop. And sometimes as the leader, you, you have to stand in the hall and go, wait, you're all doing it wrong. I want you all to start and do it again. Try again. And so what happened that night was she was trying to get their attention. And I just said, hey, hey, that's it. Everybody, look at Miss Kathy. She wants to tell you something and stop being so disrespectful. Now look at her. And so they all looked at her. And they, because I had a relationship with all of them. I'd already had them in class yes. for a year. And they all looked at her and they said, she said, well, this is what I want you to do. And I said, Kathy, we can't hear you very well. Could you speak up? And I mean, we could, but she needed to speak up with some yeah. authority. She gave the plan what to do. And I said, now, wait, did you want this half to go or that half? She, so she wasn't being clear with what to do. And she said it again. I said, that's good. And then I said, well, we'll, we'll take this group here then, like you said. And so she was kind of learning as we were practicing it right there in front of the kids. So, well, so sometimes I think we think of training our people as a big meeting where Mm -hmm. we're in a giant room and we communicate all of this Mm -hmm. with a piece of paper handout that says, these are the procedures go. But what I hear you saying is you're spending time with her. Right. And so, and even I'm trying to salvage uh, even her. in the setting right. where you're with her, you're not just taking over. Mm-mm. You're asking her questions mm-hmm. to help, help her uh, right. realize what she needs to bring to the game, what she's And yes. you know what? The beautiful thing is she came to me and she said, I just don't think I can do this anymore. I was like, well, let me come see and I'll help you Yes, because I'm going to see what these boys and girls are doing. But really I was saying, See what you're doing, right. lady. So I don't think. But you're even that language, it. though, to say I'm going to yeah. come in and evaluate you feels like a threat. No, I'm coming in to help you. Do feels like he's going to set me up for success, and I right. feel like I need help. That's right. Yeah, that's the best. That's the best. So brilliant. Really try to lead your people into having procedures, just the way we do things. It Beautiful. helps. No Beautiful. rules. Sometimes you have to make a rule, but if you do, it'll be tested. So try not to go there. Procedures are for practicing. I love for it. Testing. Thank you, Mark, yeah. for your first of all. Thank you for your friendship. Yeah. To me personally, to Lifeway Kids, yeah. to our to the Etch family, and cool. we, we love having you in our spaces and in our places. It's cool. And uh, you're just a great friend to us and to the thank church. You. So thank you for thank you for all that you're doing, I guys. You can it. find out more about Mr. Mark in the show notes at kidsministry101.com, and we'll have a link there to Mr. Mark's classroom where you can see yeah. some tips on That's all kinds website. of cool things that he likes to do. Cool. Mr. Mark is super creative, and he. Uh, never runs out of ideas. I don't know. That's a whole other discussion. Where do you get all these ideas? But listeners, you can find them on his website. Look for Mr. Mark's classroom. Thank you for listening to the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. We'll see you again next time.